I'm responsible. There's a sense of accountability for me to do that. Mm-hmm. Let me um, let me check the mic real okay. quick. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beyond the Mat podcast, hosted by Emmanuel Clauser and Jared Rowan. A space for you to transcend your yoga beyond your mat and into your life. Happy New Year. Um, welcome back to Beyond the Mat with Jared and Emmanuel. Hello. <laughs> Happy 2022. Um, I shared with Emmanuel, I think uh, a couple weeks ago, the num- numerology of 2022. I believe I sent that to you, that the number adds up to six. Yes. And it's about balance. So two plus two plus two is six. And it's about giving love and receiving love. This is the year of balancing what you put out and what you put in. Yes, and that article was so cool to me. So maybe I'll put the link down because you can also do it. There's like the explanation for 2022, but you can put your birthday and your year and it tells you your number for this year and then what to look forward to. And I sent it to a couple people and everyone I sent it to was like, oh my gosh, this was so accurate. I love that. So I'll link that in the show notes if people are curious about it, about numerology. It's just a little little wink at it yeah um but we thought this was a good time um starting into the new year like um, uh, i actually just taught class i'm about to take it with um plus evolve kind of my own thing um it went pretty well and one of the or the theme of the class was kind of about closing the door to 2021 as cliche as it is but closing that door locking it and that's not saying don't process if there's some things that need to happen but maybe do it with professional or go to yoga or your own way of expression but kind of move past it and move into 2022 yes open would you say was kind of the the main theme. theme. And it was a wonderful class. So if you're in the Ocean City area, you need to find Jared and try out his new mobile studio. It was such a, such a blessing to be here and witness you grow and like yeah. start the year strong and hold space for everyone. I think that was awesome. Yeah. And it was, Emmanuel did have to help me out a little bit. I was a little nervous. <laughs> and it's always a blessing for any teachers that are listening because when you have another teacher in class, they tend to mimic the next move or the next asana so i got a little nervous in the beginning so i appreciate you being here for that um but one of the things we thought of talking about was the new year is a really good time to establish new habits or new patterns yes so we want to talk about routines Mm -hmm. and how to create meaningful routines what to look for when you're trying to establish that something that can last you over the course of time like create a routine not something that you're going to do once and then ditch it but something that you can hopefully carry through the length of time that you need it to break a pattern right right? and that's what we're going to speak to yeah and i saw a really good um somebody said instead of looking you know when you create habits or patterns instead of looking at it as like something i need to change something i need to add or something i need to take away Yes. Of my life. And I th- I'm like, that's a better way of looking at it, I think. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel so, you know, set up for failure or, or like that idea of resolution. Or, or I feel like if you need to, you tell yourself, I need to change as you consider yourself being inadequate as you are. But you can decide you want things to go away or you want to invite things in. Right. And sometimes that, um, that idea of habits and patterns, I think uh, what you just said, like the ability for us to realize like we're in control is both empowering and a little scary. Yes. Right? Like, don't you think that it can, it's a little bit of both? 
Yes. Like, I can change my habits if I need to, but also like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I think there's a sense of accountability and we often like for people to tell us what to do yes. because we don't want to be res- not responsible, but it's scary to think I'm in charge of my own life and whatever mm-hmm. happens to me or for me, I like to think things happen for me, but it's a little bit of my doing a little bit is up to the universe, but a little bit of it is my doing. Right. It, it's both. Um, so I try to reframe it as like being open to, to whatever possibility you have and there is no failure. There just is, isness. like as you're going through the process of changing a pattern or habit, like have grace with yourself, but also have some discipline. Yes. But, but kind of carry both through the process because I think with habits or patterns, consistency is almost, Oh, it's essential, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then have a bit of kindness if, like, you whatever your habit is, if you miss it. Um, and in the and to tie it into kind of the practice of yoga, and Emmanuel can um, we'll both kind of speak to our interpretation of this, but this idea of samskaras, like in the practice of yoga. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about the what samskaras are? Yeah. So samskaras, you can think of as patterns Mm -hmm. i would say is the easiest thing to relate it to and in the context of the yoga philosophy it's kind of bound together with karma right so your action of the result of your actions will keep you in a samskara which is a cycle of a certain pattern is the belief that beyond the yoga philosophy Mm -hmm. Would you say that's yeah, correct? Yeah, I love that. My 200-hour teacher, Rachel Wilson, mm-hmm. actually gave a really good metaphor that a samskara is a bike path that's been ran over and over and over again. Yeah. So it's like, it's so grooved in there. like, And it's, like you said, a bit karmic. Like you were kind of blessed with this struggle or this pattern, this habit. But the cool thing is you can create another bike path on another patch of grass. It's just going to take a pedal- little pedaling over that. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 so if listeners are like, I think a good first step is just consider what pattern or habit you want to change. Maybe yes. first good or step. just that you have. Yeah. Yes. That you have. Good point. Because it's sometimes it takes a lot of honesty. Mm. It's like brutal honesty with yourself to say, I actually act that way. Right. Sometimes it's easier to put blinders on and mm-hmm. we say, oh, this this happened because of this person, if this was just bad timing. And we fail to recognize that a lot of it has to do with the things that we just do over and over again. And we can get ourselves stuck in the same way we can also get ourselves unstuck. unstuck. Yeah. And this is what this episode is about is like, notice the places where you feel you're a little bit repeating things, like things in your life that are coming up in a cycle, or you're taking an action as a response to a situation, the action that you're choosing is always similar. Right. And maybe it served you for a little bit, but now it's not serving you. And so you're wishing to either take it away or add something to that action that is going to make it serve you once more. Yeah. And that's a really good, I think of one that comes up in therapy a lot is um, like addiction issues a bit. Or, mm-hmm. And I mean on the broad scape of things, whether it be food, like I always go to the dessert when I have a bad day, alcohol is something that I help people with pretty regularly. They notice that it's part of this pattern, like that it's part of what, you know, when I'm dysfunctional, alcohol is involved. Mm-hmm. Um, or when I have stress, I overeat or I check out emotionally or I, I crawl in bed and don't want to come out for days. So it's like, 
what you said, kind of being honest with yourself, I think is is a huge step to start and look at like, what it, what are some of my sim scars that are potentially my patterns that are repeating my habits? Right. You know, before you consider adding or taking away. Exactly. And the examples that you gave for the people that are tuning in, the the cycle of saying, I am stressed, so I'm going to eat peanut butter cookies. Right. That's a pattern. Right. And we notice that. And eventually we say, maybe I eat a carrot or maybe I, you know, change it, adapt it so that it serves me. Because there's a chance that over time, if you're experiencing a lot of stress, you're eating a lot of cookies, it's not really serving you. Yes. Yeah. No, there's, and I had a a nutrition teacher, she's an intuitive eating teacher years ago. Um, I think she's local. I think um, her name's Taylor. It's called Taylor Wellness. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. And she told me one time I went to a workshop, like, if you're overeating something and I'm really into sweets, she was like, maybe there's something, the sweetness of your life, like something's missing. Oh. Like maybe, and it, it was. Like, I think, uh, you know, I was like, that's a good point. I'm a lot of effort right now in my life. Like, where is the, the sweetness? sweetness? Yeah. Um, so I thought that was a neat way of looking at that pattern yes um over time um but you say start out by getting honest look at a pattern yes and then decide kind of like is this a time in my life that i this that i want to change like the desire you would say or i think so because whether we want it or not it's going to be a little bit of an undertaking Mm -hmm. and be present enough and we've given you over the course of the past episodes so many ways that you can check in with yourself um, and adapt the practices of meditation journaling therapy whatever it might be to serve you be honest so that you can say maybe I tackle this one pattern that is not super hard for me to alter instead of saying when I experience difficulties in relationship, I pack up my things and leave. That's a big thing to change. So maybe we tackle the cookies and we see right. what kind of methods we implement to change that samskara and what kind of effort it takes to feel a difference in your body, in your mind. And it will give you the tools that you need to kind of go step by step into the other patterns that you'll come to realize. Right. It'll become a, a process right. And there's a really good book, and we can drop it. Yeah. In, uh, called, I don't know if you've read it, Atomic Habits by James Clear. I haven't read it, but okay. I have it on my bookshelf. Okay. Um, really, really good book. So I, I went on that whole book journey and read all this stuff mm-hmm. in the past year. And his is really relatable to, like, if you want to, like, starting small. He believes that that's why it's called an atomic habit. You start small. Like, he had people that wanted to get healthier. He said, just go to the gym. Doesn't even matter how long you stay. If you go in, turn around, go home, and then do the same thing the next day. Yep. And he said just naturally, that small incremental change, the person naturally wanted to stay at the gym longer. So like in therapy, like I'm thinking of, of someone that I saw recently, his own, like, like you spoke to, maybe don't start so lofty. Like exactly. I'm, I'm emotionally distant person when things get tough. Maybe don't go that to, yeah. to that <laughs> Like that's Give runaway bride style, yeah. right? Like may, that's like start a little smaller. So I have people just come to therapy. That's their initial goal. You just show up every week. There's no there's no other obligation. Um, and then like I just gave someone an assignment last week who has some depression that 
to have a mindful practice for one minute a day. Mm-hmm. And he, because we started, he's like, I really want to get back to going to the gym. And it felt like a lot for him. I mean, he had done move from his bed for weeks. Like, probably going to the gym, we got it. Too much. Too much. And he even recognized that and we changed it. So I think that piece, starting small, is essential in changing the bigger Yes. Scars, the bigger patterns and habit change. Because as you start small, you'll build a toolbox. You'll know the things that work for you and the things that don't. Mm-hmm. And it's different for everyone. So we offer you tips and tricks and we share with you stories um, that we've heard or things that we've done for ourselves. But ultimately, you're going to have to try it. Well, that's what I was going to say. Trial and error, right? And mm-hmm. the only way you get good at something is practice. Yes. So even habit change. Like by achieving something, then you can apply what you've learned to more challenges. Like that's why we teach yoga, right? We're teaching people how to navigate suffering, yes. essentially. And it's metaphors for all of that, but like it's inevitable. There's going to be more challenge. Like we hope that yoga is a tool that then you can apply to reduce that that amount of suffering. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, so I think... One way to do that, so you've said kind of get honest, identify it, definitely create a plan and begin to practice it. Um, One way you get good at habit changing is routines, developing a routine Um, because you're practicing discipline and consistency. Would you agree that that's a good place maybe for people to start, like develop a morning or nightly routine or just a routine change or alteration? I think so. That's a really nice thing to do. And it's something that people are interested in. I feel like creating a new routine for yourself in the morning or wherever it fits in your day, make it something that's somewhat exciting. And I think that the starting small, I know we're really hammering on it piece, but if you add something to your morning routine that takes 45 minutes, then that's a big piece. You're like, oh my gosh, I have to wake up 45 minutes earlier. I have to carve out all this time. But if you start with one, two, three minutes, something simple, it's Mm. almost kind of exciting. And you say, I get to do this today. I get to add this into my day or change or remove. Maybe you change your coffee for a tea or Mm. just whatever, whatever it is that you decide to do and let it be something that's exciting especially at first and over time once you've done this little thing you're like okay I observe how this is helping me break out of that cycle that I was in I think a little I need a little bit more drive behind it then you can increase the intensity of the practice but you want to start with the dial a little bit on low and Mm -hmm. routines are really um, awesome place to start and in the concept of yoga which is a spiritual practice um we call it sadhana. Mm-hmm. And a sadhana is a like practice. A slow burn, right? It's yeah. translated into a slow burn. Yep. Right. It's a slow burn and it's a spiritual practice that you implement over time. Okay. What would be so that so a small practice over time? What are really simple examples of that? Or not, I think, or just examples of meditation that people do. Okay. Sitting in stillness is a sadhana. Mm-hmm. Um, journaling is a sadhana as well. Sometimes I think when we speak of spiritual practices, we think of 
big acts of devotion right. or a prayer, which it doesn't have to, to be, be that. It could be mantra or affirmations, even yes. like repeating affirmations a certain amount of time. It could be if you have a cute um, deck of card, just pulling a card daily and letting it speak to you and trying to connect with who with yourself. Okay, cool. And if you you've done a sadhana recently, or you had when you were in Germany, didn't you have a sadhana, or prior to going? So prior to going, we had to log in thirty hours of sadhana okay. as like a requirement to complete training. And so, as you can imagine, if you're doing meditation in increments of fifteen minutes a piece, thirty hours is a really long time. long time. Oh my gosh, it was thirty hours. That is a lot. Yeah. I'm thinking, wow. Yeah. So things that I did, I had a love-hate relationship with meditation, and that was my gateway into, okay, I need to make this something that is really going to be a slow burn and work for me for a long time because that's something that's super accessible. Mm-hmm. And that is really when I started, and I've shared this before, but when I started my journey with it, it was two minutes and it was guided. And I sat and I had the app. I use um, Mm -hmm. Headspace. I know there's plenty of other ones that are great. And I sat and then I increased gently the amount of time that I felt comfortable sitting. Eventually, I built up to 20 minutes with no timer. And that was pretty like smooth. And I still practice that. And I'm like a couple months out of training. Mm -hmm. So that served me. That's also when I started to do my gratitude journal every day. So those two practice combined gave me a little chunk of time. Then weekly, I would try to do an hour-long thing. So online, my teacher has a library of pranayama practices. I taught one yesterday at Yoga Vibes. Um, they last The one yesterday that I thought was very short, it was like 20 minutes, but his online are like 30 to 40 So I would do one of those and then a longer meditation. And I've also dabbled with like the sensory deprivation tank. So floating and meditating and finding different things that you can do over time. That was hard for me, the floating. I actually did that. And you know this because, I mean, as I've said multiple times, Daniel is my Reiki teacher um, or practitioner. Yeah. Practitioner that I see. And I have a hard time sitting still yeah. for long periods of time, and I know it's necessary. And I think that's kind of a sadhana for me, probably, is mm-hmm. attending a session with you or going to float or, like, the moments when I'm still. Um, and that's that's challenging, but nece- but it is a spiritual challenge. It is. More than, like, like a physical, I can drop into. Like, so- even if I fall out, like, I'll fall out of exercise for, and you've known me now for a while, and my body has changed over time. I fall out of that habit, I wouldn't say easily, but my dosha is like pitta. Yeah. <laughs> so you're easy to gain and easy to lose weight, and you're intense, and then you're not. Mm-hmm. So you've seen me over time. That one I can pick back in and out of. When I'm, it's accessible. The spiritual place is harder. It's harder. For sure. And it's funny because you and Matt went to float and you came back and you're like, mm-mm. And I was so bummed out because I was like, oh, I want to go and I want to love it. And I actually did. And it's funny we talk about it because I'm going this afternoon. You are? I am. Oh, my gosh. That's cool. So I'm really excited yeah. about it. And you were like, I don't think this is for me. <laughs> I know. I know. But I do I do some other things. Yeah. Oh, you I do plenty. Massages, you know, seeing you and... 
yoga and stuff. Um, but I guess let's talk a little bit about establishing a routine. Okay, so we gave you a couple example of what sadhanas can be. Even, you know, something as simple as coloring books. I know that's a really mm-hmm. popular one. I'm just trying to throw things out there. That are like gratitude, like you said, gratitude lists in the morning. Journaling, mantras, mm-hmm. affirmation, cards, little things. And what you want to do is find a place in your day where it fits nicely. So you think of a practice that you want to use to break out of your cycle. And then you implement it into your routine. How can people do that? Um, So I think one of them is, let's say you are someone who has anxiety. Or you deal with like you're stressed and frantic and disorganized. One thing you might do is a, a good implementation or implementation might be in the morning, you do a to-do list or and you write down what are my goals for the day or reverse side of that, find stillness, integrate two minutes of listening to the Calm app or Headspace or one of those things, just two minutes where you're not thinking about your day. You could kind of go one extreme or the other. That's a really simple one. Um, and then if you're like lacking motivation, you could do a small practice of, again, gratitude, journaling, meditation, something that is requiring you to be held accountable. That's not feeling large. Absolutely. And I think in the terms of motivation, sometimes a spiritual practice can also involve movement. So if it helps you to just step outside or whatever the temperature is, you're like, I'm going to go outside. I know um, our condo is like... 400 meters away from the beach Mm -hmm. and to get motivated to go to the day my partner will just walk down and put his feet in the sand and look at the ocean no matter what kind of weather is out there he's like i'm okay and it grounds him and it's very intentional the way that it's done and then he goes and he's like it makes me feel Mm -hmm. better to start this way and we're blessed because it takes a minute to do it yeah and i love that because that makes me think of like just mindfulness in general like Sipping your tea in the morning and really enjoy, enjoying it and noticing flavor, temperature, smell. Like, that's a really good sedan, I think, is using your senses to, to ground yourself in the present moment. Yes. Um, so that, that was a cool one. And I think to speak to that too, it doesn't have to be something that you add on. It could be a swap. So, for example, you could decide to swap your evening chocolate. My mom is really into white chocolate yeah. right now. It's a weird. I don't know. I don't <laughs> love white chocolate. Okay. And she's like, I have to have a piece every night. I'm like, oh. I love it. I you it. do? I do like white chocolate. It is much sweeter, right? Than it's so it's sweet. Really sweet I like it. Anyways, so let's say she was like, this isn't really serving me. It's a pattern. Like, I have to have it every night. Then she could change it for a fruit. Yes. And sit with that and say, how delicious is it? Like, it tastes so good. Mm. And be present. So that's an, ex- that's an example of a swap. I like a swap. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, so those are kind of some ideas to add, subtract, swap. Mm-hmm. Um, could you share, I guess, one thing we talked a little bit about is one habit we've both developed and then one that we are developing? Sure. So one habit that I've developed over the past year or so mm-hmm. is I became a vegan. Oh, 
Amazing. Yeah. So that is something that was definitely a slow burn for me. And you've known me for a while and you know, like I've dabbled with all kinds of different ways of eating over the years. I have a background in physical and health education and I've been mm-hmm. in the health business for a while. So I literally tried every kind of way of eating under the sun. This felt really true to me and I wanted it to be a change that was going to last me over time. I hadn't had dairy in I don't know how long. And so I started small. I cut out eggs that felt easy. And after a couple weeks with no eggs, I was like, all right, all the fish has got to go. So that was the easy way for me to go about it. Um, I wasn't someone that ate red meat, barely ever. So that was easy. The last thing to go was probably poultry, like chicken and stuff like that. And because I gave myself so much time to implement it, I didn't go one morning, I'm going to wake up and now I'm going to cut out all of of these things that I enjoy or I'm used to having. They're in my cycle of the things that I do. Um, I haven't gone back. And like yesterday, we I was at a birthday party and there's this amazing like chocolate bourbon cake. And I'm also a sweet, like I love sweets mm-hmm. with cream cheese on it and deliciousness. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it and I was like, meh, I don't really want that. It, I didn't feel like I was missing out. <laughs> and that's how you know, like it's in me now. You know, yeah. the change has been made. And so the... So the wavering doesn't even doesn't even acknowledge because you've developed such a good discipline, right? Um, and then you probably are also able, and that's with your veganism, yeah. But also able to honor yourself when you need maybe a vegan treat. Yes, you can still do that. It's not speaking; it's more speaking to remaining in your in your veganism. Yep, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, What's one of yours? I would say mine. The one that I can just accessible to me that's coming right away is just exercise. So when I first moved here, I've been here 13 years, lucky number 13, mm-hmm. hashtag Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> we're waiting for an announcement in 2022, any other Swifties out there. Uh, so she's been teasing us. Now, Do you think she's she going to record something new? Yes. No, okay. new, I don't. I think it's going to be a re-record. Okay. So the rumors speak now. That's the new thing. But, um, you know, been here for 13 years, and when I moved here, I was pretty out of shape and overcommitted to my career to the point that I would work super late and eat really bad. Um, so I gained quite a bit of weight. Um, so getting healthy was a was something that I devoted to. And for me, I held myself accountable by attending a workout and then kind of monitoring my progress monthly. And when I met a goal of mine, whether it be eating well, reducing, you know, my fat percentage at that time, I rewarded myself. Mm -hmm. So it could be as simple as like superficial, like I'm going to get a fitness watch, you know, when I lose 10 pounds or I eat healthy for a month and do well. Yeah. Um, And I remember I got to 50 pounds and I hired a trainer. That's amazing. I lost a hundred total. I didn't get to see you yeah. at that time. I didn't know you. I was in here. So I didn't know you lost that much weight. Yes. That's insane. But then I lost 50 on my own and then 50 with a trainer. Okay. And he, and he you know, Drew is his name. Yeah. He was wonderful at um, Pure uh-huh. um, in town. Um, I still work with him now. Um, he helped me lose 50 more. So, and that was like changing my eating habits because I wasn't really eating the, I was eating healthy, but not enough. 
You yeah, know, isn't it crazy yeah. when you don't eat enough? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say mine was just showing up, being kind to myself because that's a big thing to change. So when I messed up, I just allowed it to be a bad day. And that's okay, but then get back on it the next day. Because mm-hmm. I'm kind of an all-or-nothing person, which I know many people are. All in or all out. So I tried to break that Sam's car of all or nothing. And I'm still working on it. Like I'd say to jump to the one that I'm still working on. It kind of is that all or nothing mentality, but it's in the fact of more self-care. Like I, I feel that I work quite a bit. And I need some more downtime. Um, and it's funny, my partner will probably listen to this and be like, oh, please, you like lay on the reread it. You know, <laughs> but it's like almost ingrained as part of my routine. And it should be just something I'm, ple- I'm doing for pleasure. So one I'm working on right now is doing less. That's a bit, and that's a big, right? That's more of a big one yeah. than like, I'm going to do five minutes of meditation. Um, so that's the one I'm currently working on and, and I'm just, I'm starting by being aware. I'm starting to say no, um, and missing out on things and realizing that's okay. Um, so that's where I'm, mine, I'm, I'm working on. Which one are you tackling? Or are you thinking of tackling? Oh, I'm working on, and you know this from our conversations, but, um, also a bigger one because mm-hmm. this is a practice that I've been you know, breaking some scars is something that I've been involved with for a while and trying to kind of become a better person as the years go. I am working on not running away. That's a big one. Yeah, that's huge for me, especially. Mm. I love to be on the go. I have a need in my life to feel like I am free. But there's Mm. a difference between being free and running away. And finding the balance between the two is a very tricky thing for me. And I practice a lot of grounding practices. Um, And it can be, it's practicing being grounding in the moment and leaning into discomfort a little Mm -hmm. bit, which can be counterintuitive. Um, And that's like um, in the therapy world, almost a defense mechanism, we would say, right? Like a thing or emotionally are out of place. Oh, my gosh. Cut and run. Yes. Like it it is. I don't like the word easy, but it is like it's a clean like. It's a clean break. Yeah. Um, So that is, I think, one people could relate to. Um, And you said it's a lot of being just aware of it. Yes. And sitting in it and grounding and tethering and. And realizing okay, this is a challenging conversation. It's not harming me. Um, I can stand tall and lean into this conversation instead of running away and saying, okay, I need to make a clean break for it and run. Because what happens is that's why it's a pattern. Something similar is going to happen in the next place that I go or the next person that I am with or whatever it is. It's just going to happen over and over again. And so then you realize the issue is not the difficulty in the relationship, the conversation, the situation is my response to it, which I'm fully in charge of. Oh, I love that. And and this is, it's funny that this is coming up for you because I was thinking of when you got your body reading, by yeah. Mary Dana, which is, it's a Katona yoga body reading. And she kind of said that, yeah. that you're in your toes, which they said, you're always moving forward. And then the juxtaposition, she was like, to me, you're in your heel. <laughs> Like, like dumping forward, like, I'm okay with staying here and just being here forever, you know, which is so, um, 
that's like it's just neat yeah full, full circle yeah um but i think that's a, a good place to kind of wrap it up wrap up and um kind of re- to review for for i almost feel like viewers at home sometimes <laughs> um but for our listeners is in developing this idea of breaking patterns your new habits is to like emmanuel said get honest with yourself have a good look ask yourself is it the right time for me to do yeah. that um, figure out a plan of action and then maybe start, you know, incrementally. So maybe you start, like you said, with a morning routine, afternoon routine, evening routine that will help you in the bigger scale of what that problem is. And then just consistently do it, but have a bit of compassion with yourself as you do it. Yes. Yeah. I love the reviews. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like it's like, I like it too, like to close out with like, the takeaways? Yes. Because we could just sit here and like... Blab. Blab. For a long time. But we're not going to do no. that. I am going to invite you to follow us on Instagram. It's at Beyond the Mat Pod. We try to make a post with every episode and ask for feedback. I've had a couple people make suggestions on what they'd like to hear on the pod. If there's something that you are working on or are curious about as we step into the new year, please DM us and let us know. We would love to like tend to you and talk about topics that you feel interested in. If you're in the Ocean City area, come say hi to us and we'll see you next week. See you guys. Bye.